Welcome to this podcast from St. Mary's University Church. While public worship will not be offered in church for the foreseeable future, we hope that these podcasts will provide you with some spiritual resources over the coming days, particularly as the church begins its observance of Holy Week. Podcasts will also be issued to mark Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Day. At St. Mary's, the Palm Sunday procession usually begins outside the Clarendon Building in Broad Street, before we wend our way down Cat Street, through Redcliffe Square and into church. It's a bit of street theatre, with tourists watching, taking photographs and sometimes joining in. Monty the donkey is always a bit of a draw. This procession marks the beginning of our observance of Holy Week. We remember that moment when Christ enters his own city to complete his work as our saviour, to suffer, to die and to rise again. In a few moments we will hear St Matthew's account of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem and a reflection from Alan Ramsey, one of our associate priests. Hosanna to the son of David, the King of Israel. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in your tender love towards the human race, sent your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may follow the example of his patience and humility and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.
reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Matthew. When Jesus and his disciples had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfil what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a coat, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the coat and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Thanks be to God. Over the past week, I've been listening to a song by the American singer and rapper Michelle Endegeo Cello. The song is called Sometimes It Snows in April. It was originally recorded by Prince in the mid-1980s and has become his unintended eulogy. The song is spare, melancholic and haunting and has a lot of mythology surrounding its meaning. As the title and lyrics suggest, the song primarily speaks of loss and sadness, the times when things take a horribly unexpected turn. Just as snow should not be falling in April, so our spring and the beginning of Holy Week should not be like this. As a church community, we would in normal circumstances be standing at the Clarendon Building on Broad Street this Sunday, as we do every year. We should be having our crosses blessed and then making that short procession through Cat Street with donkey and tourists in tow towards church. Who could have imagined a few weeks ago that we would instead spend Palm Sunday indoors? Even during the initial days of lockdown in the UK, when the sun was shining, it felt like a sudden and severe chill had run through the world. The aerial footage of deserted cities and streets makes everywhere look frozen. 
frozen in time, frozen in collective shock. None of us saw this coming. And that is pretty much what the large crowd in our gospel reading would have said less than a week after they had welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem with shouts of Hosanna. That moment of great optimism would have seemed ridiculous by Good Friday. The crowd often get to bad press. They are depicted as somewhat naive because they don't see what's up ahead. But often neither do we. We ridicule them for projecting all their hopes for a warrior king onto Jesus, someone to rescue them from oppressive Roman rule. But aren't many of our projections onto Christ just as ill-judged? These people so desperately long to have their lives back to how they were in the old days. That's why they cried Hosanna to the son of David. They thought Jesus would restore the glory of their nation to its splendour under King David and his son Solomon. Who can blame them? Much of our country will be hoping to soon return to the good old days of Britain BC before Corona. But those days aren't coming back. Not in the same way. The world will be fundamentally changed by this pandemic and we will need to courageously reach out and embrace a new future. The crowd in Jerusalem hoped and cheered for a world that didn't materialise as planned. The snow came in the form of crucifixion and everything, for a time, completely froze. But what did they get right? And what can we learn from them today in the midst of our lives being unexpectedly and shockingly turned upside down? On one hand, their shouts of praise were filled with future-based hope as to what Jesus might be or become. But their excited gestures of honour were also based on evidence from the past. When the city asked them, who is this? The crowd answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Their praise came from what Jesus had done already in the past. They had heard his progressive, life-giving words. They had witnessed his transformative works. Palm Sunday was as much a declaration of what these people had already experienced as it was for a hope of things to come. They already knew the power of Christ to bring change, comfort, and liberation. They knew that this was the man who had ushered in light to the darkest of situations. We have no idea how this global pandemic will fully play out, nor do we know how we will experience God over the coming months. Many of our spiritual rituals, patterns and spaces have been taken from us. The wider church does not have the same visible presence as it might have done in other times of national crisis. It's in lockdown itself on many levels, working out how to be church for such a time as this. And for many people, for many Christians, the very last thing they may feel like doing is creating a Palm Sunday fanfare for God. Those who have lost loved ones, businesses, or critical social connection may feel abandoned and angry, asking, Where is the divine intervention in all of this? Perhaps divine intervention will look different to different people. 
Some will see Christ being played in a thousand places through the hands and feet of those on the front line of care. Some will see it in the form of our natural world experiencing respite with clean water and clear blue skies reappearing for the first time in a long time. A sign of the stones crying out just as Jesus said they would. But for others, divine intervention will be a renewed encounter with the God who acknowledges suffering and who joins with us in our grief and pain. The crowd in Jerusalem had experienced the Jesus who came alongside them and acknowledged the depths of their human needs and tragedies. Someone who didn't just do a quick bit of magic and move on, but who reached out to the most vulnerable, who empowered the most oppressed and comforted the heartbroken. Christ wasn't the religious robot we often imagine him to be. He was deeply human and probably as he was riding into Jerusalem that day, he himself would have had moments of being utterly overwhelmed by fear of what he knew was ahead of him. The shock of his 33-year-old life on the brink of rapid decline in the space of a week. Holy Week isn't just a framework to punctuate our religious calendar. It's a real story of human tragedy involving families, friends, loss and heartache. Right now, as we deal with the tsunami of bad news each day, we know that Christ understands how we feel. He has been here too. This Holy Week, we will be praying more than ever for our health, for the protection of our loved ones, for our grieving friends and for our livelihoods. Our petition prayers will be more pronounced than ever. But alongside these prayers, there is also an opportunity for declarative words, just like the crowd who welcomed Jesus. Bold faith affirmations that will move our posture from fear to hope and from desolation to comfort. Maybe we can do no better than to return to the wonderful poetry of the Psalms each day, holding on to them as reminders of God's faithfulness in the midst of adversity. The one who brings us the peace, tranquility and shalom that defined Christ's entrance into Jerusalem. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil for you are with me. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Amen.
Heavenly Father, on this Palm Sunday, as we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, we are cognizant of how difficult it is at this time to celebrate anything. Give us hearts, then, O God, to witness your entrance into our lives in new ways. For those of us who are afraid or anxious in the time of COVID-19, enter into our hearts with calm, that we might find peace in all our circumstances with you beside us. For those who suffer loneliness and isolation, enter into our homes with your presence, that we might be confident in your companionship, even as we lack that of others. For those who struggle to find hope, enter into our faith as the resurrection and the life, that though we now walk in the valley of the shadow of death, we might have confidence in your promise of Easter joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At the beginning of this holy week, we also remember how those same crowds who welcomed Jesus with cheers and hosannas soon betrayed and abandoned him. In our uncertainty at this time, give us confidence then in your sufficiency, O God, and grant us the strength to reject the idols of panic, selfishness, and individualism, that our trust in you might not be broken but strengthened in this season of difficulty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for your church around the world, O God, that this Holy Week might be a time for renewal of our hearts and recommitment to your work. May we take the opportunity of our current disruption to rediscover the meaning of your passion and the reality of your resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our work as many of us adapt to living from home. Give us the focus and freedom from distractions that we need and remind us of the importance of rest and renewal. Give us also the energy to be productive outside of our normal work, whether in creative ventures, long procrastinated projects, or simply in renewing our relationships with family and friends, that our time in confinement might bear good fruits for the time when we again emerge. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up those who work in the service industry at this time, especially those who work in food markets and for delivery services, and all who work to provide our necessities. Keep them healthy and safe as they put themselves in vulnerable positions. Grant them patience with those whom they serve, and give them assurance of their value as they perform their important work. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we begin once more the journey to your cross during this holy week, O Christ, stir our hearts to awareness of the ways we have grieved you and gone astray, repentance and hope and good faith, and confidence in your promise of life renewed. May our troubled hearts be quieted this week in witness to your passion and anticipation of Easter hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Triumphant God, as your son Jesus entered into Jerusalem, so may the risen Christ enter into the confinement of our homes and the silence of our solitude this holy week. As he was greeted with loud hosannas, may we receive him as the king of our hearts once more. Give us the patience to remain alert and attentive with him this week, the endurance to share his cross, and the confidence that the tomb is indeed empty. May this week be a blessing to us, that we may be empowered to be a blessing for others. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ crucified, draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.